The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Well, now we're done with that shit. Let's start the show. For the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer come. And welcome in. Thanks so much for joining us. You're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Hope you're having a great week. I'm Nookie Bishop Jr., joined as always by my co-host T. Petty and Adris Elbow. T. Petty, how you living? How you feeling this week? I'm all right this week. I'm just all right. I'm not too high. I'm not too low. I'm like in the middle. The only time you'll ever hear me say that. Okay, okay, all right. In the middle is good. You know, if there's anything that, you know, we can do to raise your spirits, you let me know. Call me. Let me know on the podcast. Let me know off air. I got you. I got you. Uh, Atrice, uh, no problem. We here for you. We here for each other. Atrice Elbow, my main man. What's going on, brother? How you doing this week? What's up, Nook? What's up, T. Patty? This your boy, Idris Elbow, with a little bit of ash on the elbow. And I'm happy, Nook. I actually uh, checked my credit score. And I finally got out the negatives. For folks who don't know, like credit score goes from like a negative 800 to like a positive 800. So I'm moving up the negative scale. So I'm doing good. So can we stop the spread of misinformation? That is not true. What? Credit it don't score go from negative 800 to like It goes positive. from 350. That's the minimum. So what it mean if you got a negative credit score? that you should probably just shut your life down and start from scratch. <laughs> oh, man, t Betty, Thank you for bringing all the knowledge, t Betty. I appreciate it. I mean, you know, I do what I can. Bro, I will talk to you offline. There is a way you can get a new tax identification number, mm-hmm. i.e. I- I- social security number. You can't start your life over again, but... You know, this no, that's not, why you my boy. That's this, why you my boy. This is not for public discussion here. You know, I can't, I can't give it away for free. To you, I can but, you know, I can't be on here on the podcast just talking about this. All Please right, y'all. Note who is not chiming in on any illegal activities, that would be your girl, T. Penny. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. So much. Okay, okay. All right. Listen, we ain't been together for a while, so let's uh, get into some of this crazy news. Something called the Sons of Confederate Veterans in Alabama. Uh, the viral video has been circulating, and this is a gentleman who is a black gentleman, but stands with the sons of Confederate veterans uh, who are protesting a statue being torn down. The gentleman's name is Daniel Sims. He is being called the real life Clayton Bigsby. Regardless how the next person feel, I'm not gonna take my flag down. If I got anything to do with it, ain't no monument gonna come down. My whole family's white. Went to all white school, grew up in all white neighborhood. My grandfather was white and he was the main one that fought in this war here. And he's taught me everything I know. They may make my blood boil if they just come up here and feel like they can just tear it down. I don't see me still living if they do that right there. That monument ain't hurting nobody. That monument ain't killing my soul. It ain't talking bad to nobody. It ain't It ain't, it ain't even racist. T. Petty, have you seen the video? And what are your thoughts on, on Mr. Sims and just his whole take on these Confederate statues as uh, a black gentleman in Alabama, again, uh, standing with uh, some counterparts and some of his family members, protesting the statue being taken down. Hmm. 
Okay, so let's take it from the top. Unfortunately, thanks to you, I've seen the clip. Um, it's really sad. It is very, very sad when Black people either A, don't know their history, or B, hate themselves. So he said in the clip that he was adopted and raised by white people. His whole family is white. I don't know what kind of joy they got out of raising this black man to not know anything about himself or his history. But it's a sad, sad thing when a black person is defending white supremacy. I just want to say to Mr. Sims that cooning is not going to save your life, sir. And we saw what happened to Herman Cain. All that cooning and ass kissing that he did he went and got the Rona, and when he died, they barely acknowledged that the man died. They act like they didn't even know him. So you might want to just renounce your foolishness and come over over here where we got seasoned food, we got good music, we love ourselves, and we will acknowledge your humanity. Don't think that you have to tuck parts of yourself away to, to celebrate your blackness. And uh, come out of the sunken place, sir. Somebody take his picture with a flash ASAP. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the clip was hilarious, but it was sad at the same time. Um, sir, as our resident Southern gentleman, have you seen the clip? And what did you think about Mr. Sims and him sort of, quote unquote, going over to the other side as far as these Confederate uh, statues in Alabama are concerned? Well, Nook and T-Petty, I missed this clip. I got to go back and, and, and watch this because that just it. sounds like crazy to me. Don't um, do it. You know, it's, it's, it's a don't do it, T-Petty. It's, it's one thing I, to be a, like a love of history. And, and I've, I've heard that argument like, you know, we're removing history and whatnot. And there's a, I disagree with that on so many levels and so many more folks smarter than me that can kind of explain why um, those statues shouldn't be. And I don't believe they should continue to stand as well. But I will say this about, um, you know, just black people overall and the Civil War is like the Civil War is our story. I grew up in the South. And of course, you always hear the Confederate side of it. But if you think about the Civil War, it's an American story. And it's our story as black people. Right. Like that's a, that's a stop on the fight to freedom, you know, uh, from slavery. And so I think a lot of times we kind of miss this perspective of like black people being interested in the civil war simply because we've always told it from this frame of the confederacy right but if we kind of as black people claim the story of the civil civil um war as you know one of the fights that we're continuing to do when it comes to to um you know racial justice and equality i think it's okay for black people to own the story of the of um the civil war but like, you know, keeping up these statues to the Confederacy, I think that's just part of the problem. Absolutely, absolutely. Dries, we'll try and see if we can get that clip up uh, on our Instagram and um, Twitter channels to let uh, folks uh, make their own decisions, but uh, we'll move on. Um, Y'all remember Mike Lindell? Uh, he is the CEO of MyPillow. He had that uh, whack press conference with the president uh, earlier this summer. Dries, you called it. You said he was a snake oil salesman. He got into a beef uh, in an interview with Anderson Cooper, and uh, Mr. Lindell is out here touting the effects of oleander, a plant, as being a possible remedy for uh, coronavirus, COVID-19. Oleander? Oleander. Oleander is, is poison. 
Oleander is poison. It has not been studied in any way, shape, or form. There are no scientific studies. So, Adrice, I'm going to give you your 1,865 points because you said Mike Lindell was a snake oil salesman. He is out here selling poison or, um, you know, promoting poison to cure coronavirus. To that, you say what? I say he is consistent because he is – making a profit off that. That's why he's pushing it. So he don't care like who it affects, um, you know, how it hurts people. He's out here to make a, a profit. You know, you thought like he was like, you know, could make a profit off of just selling pillows. And I don't know how you make like pillows bad. So he was good staying right there, even though he was supporting Trump. But then you come up with like this poison that you're trying to sell people and take advantage of them during a pandemic. So I think that just speaks to your character. I don't even have to say anything. That that speaks volume. Mm, mm, mm. T. Petty, oleander is Greek, uh, meaning dog away, a plant that was uh, put in many fields uh, in olden times to keep dogs away from eating crops and other things and keep them on the border of uh, what a house would be or a kingdom and those types of things. So, again, you said it's, it's poisonous. Your reaction to Mike Lindell out here selling oleander as an unproven remedy for coronavirus. So, like Adri said, this, <laughs> this is clearly, they don't give a fuck about nobody, okay? Nobody. So whatever they have to say or do to either make them or their cronies money or to lick Mango Mussolini's taint, that's what they're going to do. And regardless of how much collateral damage ensues as a result of the bullshit that they get on TV and these blogs and whatever and say, people need to, I don't, I don't know. But this is a level of discourse that we have sunk to in this fuck ass country where you bring in on the CEO of my pillow on the Anderson Cooper show. At some point, these, uh, media organizations stop bringing on people that you know are going to say irresponsible and ridiculous bullshit and then we wouldn't have to spend so much time knocking it down because otherwise he would be what's that network that weirdos are on the oann or whatever whatever the fuck it is over there and i wouldn't hear about it but you bring him on cnn msnbc nbc when you know he's going to lie and that, that goes for any of them. Steve Bannon, with his out here looking like he's 900 years old ass. Stephen Miller, like any of them, quit bringing people on who say lies that you then have to try to argue with them and refute and all that bullshit when you can just alleviate all of this by not talking to these motherfuckers in the first place. Mm-hmm. All right, I gotta, I gotta say this too. That man makes pillows for a living. <laughs> he is not a doctor. He is not a scientist. So you're going to listen to somebody who make pillows for a living? And I'm not Love. downing people who make pillows, but come on. If you're looking for medical advice or looking for like, you know, a cure to something, you do not talk to somebody who makes pillows for a living. That's just common sense. 
Two quick items before we move on to the next thing. One, maybe he out here toting this uh, oleander so that, you know, you'll be resting, you feel sick, and you lay your head on that new my pillow two for one. He's also being investigated for fraud because he kept jacking up the price, and it really wasn't two for one. It was one for one. The other Wait a minute. Thing, he was jacking up the price on some pillows? That is correct. He was saying <laughs> that they was two for one, but they really wasn't turning out to be two for one. And um, I believe he's being investigated allegedly by the Better Business Bureau. We'll leave that and uh, move to this other thing. Mm -hmm. T. Petty, mm -hmm. we traded back. We saw uh, that Steve Bannon was trending. And the funniest Steve Bannon looks like that I saw was, it said, uh, Steve Bannon looks like John Voight if he <laughs> died four years ago. <laughs> Steve Bannon looks like, so all my Harry Potter fans out there, Patilda Bagshot, I believe it was book six. What? Uh, I like that, that reference. Look at, that. Look at that. When, listen, if you haven't read Harry Potter by now, then this is whatever. It's not Look a at spoiler. that black girl nerd. That's I all mean, right. come on now. So after she died and and uh, Voldemort put his snake inside of her, she was molting and a dead woman walking. That's what Steve Bannon looks like. Crazy oh as hell. You can't wow. trust nobody that look like they dead when they're only in their 60s. Man, Steve Bannon look like he always dirty. Like, like oh, he always he need a bath. A bath and a shave. Exactly. And his fingernails are dirty. I just know they are. Mm -hmm. All right, T. Petty, this oleander is poison. You know what else is poison? Mm -hmm. Several several brands of hand sanitizer. There have been uh, poison control centers from across the country that said that people are going partially blind because they are ingesting, taking into their throat, swallowing hand sanitizer. Some of this hand sanitizer is uh, brands that have uh, deemed to have too much of the alcohol content to it and can be toxic to humans, dogs, etc. They're saying that people are going partially blind. They said that this has happened in four cases across the United States and that the average age of these people that have um, had some blindness because of ingesting hand sanitizer is about 40 years old. So apparently the Mr. Yuck commercials and stickers and whatnot have bypassed these people. Your thoughts on these fools that's ingesting this um, toxic ass hand sanitizer? The only thought I have is that's what your ass gets. Why are you ingesting hand sanitizer? What the fuck is wrong with you? So if this is a case of Darwin, fine. That's fine because you're clearly too stupid to be in my orbit or the orbit of anybody that I care about. So go ahead and take yourself out and we can move on with people that got some goddamn sense. Idris, mm -mm -mm. uh, I'm a play devil's advocate. Perhaps these people have sight impairments and they see hand sanitizer and they think it's candy or something like that. What? They can't read the label that say hand sanitizer. But they can smell it. It smells well, like alcohol. I, I'm just saying, Idris, Hand sanitizer being uh, uh, ingested by adults. You know, like, I, I can't understand this. Either. I'm trying to wrap my head around this and, and trying to figure out an instance when that would happen. And I do remember seeing, like, this commercial from this shipping giant that ships all over the world. I'm not going to say their name. But, like, it was this commercial, and they said, we got a hand sanitizer, and it looks like alcohol. It was, like, hand sanitizer in, like, a liquor bottle. And I guess some distilleries switch from making alcohol that you can drink to hand sanitizer and it was still in the same shape maybe that's something like that but it's their hand sanitizer on it so i don't know how people would, would do that the only other thing i can think about when it comes to this is like 
I know like I tend I drink more now since the um you know pandemic and I, I saw a story about like you should limit it to like at least one drink a day because people are just like drinking more and more. And I know some people have lost their jobs and they can't afford, you know, to buy alcohol. So I don't know if that's it, but I'm just trying to make sense of like why you would drink hand sanitizer. And it, it, it just, it's baffling to me. So I have a question for y'all. Yes. Why are y'all trying to make excuses for people who are just dumb? Well, I'm just trying to ask the question out loud. Why the hell anybody would eat sand sanitizer? I just told you because they're dumb as fuck. Mm, mm, mm. Well, you know, T. Patty, like you said, sometimes the simplest like answer is the right one. That's so the that, that just that might be. that just might be it. Maybe we making it too complicated. Y'all are. There it See, is. The, the difference between me and y'all is that y'all kind of look for like the best in people. I know it's not there to be fine. So fuck them. <laughs> Next topic. All right. This weather has been absolutely crazy. We had uh, some uh, plus 90 degree temps for about 14 days in a row here in the mid-Atlantic. Three mm -hmm. things happened. Something called a fire tornado has been taking place in California. Tornado strength winds combined with the wildfires that they've had out there. There's also been a land hurricane, a hurricane that comes on land that isn't induced in any way, shape, or form by um, a, a storm forming over water that hit in Iowa. And it was a damn, hurt, uh, excuse me, an earthquake in Raleigh, North Carolina that was felt as far as Charlotte. So, uh, Adrice, your thoughts on these crazy ass, you know, just weather patterns that's been happening in 2020? Listen, we, we talked about this before on Digital Gumbo, you know, all the people being inside now and like the cars not going around and whatnot, you know, the weather system is like adjusting to all of this and it's doing like lots of stuff we hadn't seen before and uh, it's just nature. And the other thing I want to say is like, you know, we keep going in this direction we about to see a Sharknado. <laughs> Remember that, that movie? You know, like sharks floating around in a tornado. So who knows what's next? Mm. Uh, T. Petty, before you answer, there is credence to Adrisa's theme, is uh, thought about a Sharknado. It's actually, there was a video of a bald eagle took a shark out of the ocean and was flying above the beach with the shark in its uh, talons. So Sharknado may be coming. Your thoughts on this crazy weather in 2020? I mean, 2020 is on brand for 2020. So the fire tornado, I've never seen no shit like that in my life. You know, I grew up in the Midwest. So I'm used to seeing tornadoes, but they don't have fireballs shooting from them. So uh, the earthquake in North Carolina, which traditionally is not known for that type of stuff, crazy shit. Um, and the the hurricane for Iowa. So this is not being widely reported, but that shit was devastating. Absolutely. And um, I unfortunately do not know of any organizations that are supporting the victims of that storm, but... Um, I think I will research some and have producer E drop these in the links for the description of the show because I always need our help. Um, like the pictures that I've seen from people who are on the ground there were devastating. So I think this is just a result of climate change. All of it. We are seeing shit that we've never seen before, along with the Rona that's wiping people out left and right. 
and everything else is just par for the course that all this is happening in this fuck ass country. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I don't know. I don't. Two, it's just crazy. Yeah, total blocks taken out, like square by square blocks of like homes, just nothing, just like barely the street, the whole nine yards. So again, we do have organizations like the Red Cross that step in, and again, we'll work to get to those links into the show description. But our best, everybody in California, twenty thousand acres burnt up there. Uh, uh, folks in uh, North Carolina, not a heck of a lot of injuries reported, but you know, there's always uh, property damage and we wish everybody there well in Iowa. Uh, they've dealt with flooding uh, in recent years, but this uh, land hurricane, a derecho is what it's called, is uh, absolutely positively crazy. Also on this um, global warming tip, the Milne Ice Shelf, that's in Canada. It's one of the last big ice masses, uh, Arctic ice masses on earth. That is broken off, and uh, that has got, um, you know, folks uh, that are uh, geologists uh, and climate uh, experts uh, just shook at this point. What happens is, is that I'm not an expert, but if you have, like, say, an ice cube and it has some water in it, this is one of the last freshwater icebergs um, that supplies water, uh, you know, to to all of us. And now that that uh, glacier has uh, broken off uh, into pieces, it's the size. It's actually larger than the island of Manhattan. That is broken off now, and oh. uh, is the last of those types of uh, freshwater icebergs that have been uh, broken out. So, T. Petty, again on the global warming tip, this Milne ice shelf. Once that ice breaks off, um, it's no putting it back together. So, your thoughts again on on global warming and and just what we're doing uh, to the ecology. We're destroying it, obviously. I don't know if we've reached the point of like irreversible change, but if we haven't, we are very close. And the arrogance that people have around this issue is, I would say it's mind blowing, but I've been in this country for a long time and it's not mind blowing, but it is heinous. Um, I don't really know what we can do other than pray to black Jesus that he will let us survive so that we can attempt to uh, start repairing and reversing the, some of the damage that's been done over the, I don't know, since the Industrial Revolution. But I don't know if we'd be granted that chance. And also, let's think about this stuff breaking off and melting, all the ancient bullshit and germs that are in there just waiting to be unleashed on an unsuspecting public. We are fucked. We fucked, y'all. Sorry, y'all. Correct. No, I hear you about this, uh, this, uh, Ice shelf, the Milne ice shelf breaking off. Uh, Adris, your thoughts on this? Polar bears now, uh, again, have to swim farther uh, after they come out of hibernation. And uh, they just get tired and die because uh, there's more water instead of ice for them to walk on to find uh, food sources, etc. Your thoughts on, you know, what's going on as far as this Milne ice shelf in Canada breaking off? Man, that's, that's truly sad. And I, I, I think, you know, it is people get, like, fatigued with, like, so much is happening in the world and we kind of forget about the environment and the planet. And I know like they were doing like all kind of campaigns for like the polar bears and like, you know, people was feeling sorry for them, but after a while it kind of runs out. And, um, you know, I was thinking of a campaign that you can do to kind of like bring attention to this. And you, like you called it the MILF ice shelf. The MILF ice shelf. And I was thinking like, you know, it's like save the MILF ice, ice shelf, you know, big pieces of ice, you know, like, I, I think you can rebrand it. Maybe that'll help I some. I think the fuck not, sir. M- Milne, sir. M I L N E, capital M I L. Oh! N is oh, in Nancy E. Milne. Okay. Oh, I show. Okay, what's well, scratch that? Scratch that. <laughs> All right, listen. Now, the 
ice shelf broke off. You know what else broke off? Some tolls on a 200-year-old statue in Italy. So in Italy, right, because um, the museums are opening back up, they're letting people in, and what a lot of people do at the museums is take selfies, post them on social media, etc. This man was there with his wife and his baby, and he, he um, took a selfie. Uh, his wife took a picture of him uh, at the foot of this 200-year-old statue. He sat on the statue in some way. It was a plaster statue and broke the toes <laughs> off this 200-year-old statue. So he tried to play it off, right? So him and his wife and his baby, they like exited the room where the statue was on display. And then he tried to sneak out without telling any of the curators at the museum, right? So security, they had it all on camera. You know they got uh, cameras up in there, right? They was like, hold on, Paisan, hold on, Paisan. Really, so like, he tried to play it off. And what happened was he actually wound up admitting that he broke the toes off the statue and he agreed to fix it. Now, what? That, With what? Super glue? How the hell he going to fix that? That confession is bullshit. <laughs> like, how you going to fix those plaster toes? So um, we'll see how that goes. But Adrice, did you ever break something in your house and you didn't tell your mama? And did you or did you not get in trouble? Okay, all right. So one, this is funny to me because it sounds like something I would totally do. Like if I sat on some toes of a two hundred year old statue, I was like, I I ain't telling nobody. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then if if you caught me, I'd be like, okay, okay, I did it. I'll fix it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's right. about it. All right. So the thing that um that I, like I got caught, I didn't like fess up to, um was um um. So, you know, it's like, I, I like having a beer, you know, every now and then. And, you know, like, my there's this day my wife was away. She was somewhere. And I was watching the kids, was supposedly watching the kids. Supposedly. And, you know, you know how you <laughs> sit your beer down. And I got, like, a, a five-year-old. And back then, he was, like, a lot younger then. And uh, I sat the beer down, you know, watching whatever. And he got the beer, and he poured it all over himself. He didn't drink it now. He didn't drink it, but he poured it. He spilled it all over himself. And I was like, oh, my God. He, like, he, got, he got beer, like, all over. So, like, I, I you know, immediately take off all his clothes. But the thing is, see, Petty, I didn't wash the clothes. I just put them in the dirty, the dirty clothes basket. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> so, like, the clothes smelling like beer. <laughs> And so, so I, I I understand his his like his instinct to like just go about your business like nothing happened, but that usually never works out. That is the instinct of a child. Mm-hmm. Y'all are grown ass men at your no, big ages. No judgment zone. No judgment zone. Says who? All I do is judge. Everybody know that. But you you can't cop to breaking no toes off no statue. Why That's can't true. you? You did it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want to be known for that. That'd be a footnote in the history books. <laughs> a footnote. <laughs> pun intended. See, Patty, I got another pun. Break him off a little something. He broke off the toes on the statue. Break off your thoughts about uh, this man breaking the toes and trying to play it off at the museum. This is why we can't have nice things. Why are you sitting your raggedy ass on an antiquity? Quit touching shit that does not belong to you in these museums, leaning up against it. You know, I saw the same thing when I went to some museums. I went to the Louvre. I went to some museums when I was in Cairo. And people were doing the same thing. Now, the Cairo guards in that museum, they were not having the bullshit. They was cussing people out and everything. 
uh, I just don't understand how you go into a museum that you know is full of priceless stuff, and then you put your grimy ass paws and you put your ass on it, knowing that it's old, it's delicate, it does not belong to you. That's a good point, T.P. Act like you got some goddamn sense and some home training, and just look at the things, look but don't touch. That's all you got to do. Simple. Good point. Good point. All right. I'm going to put that down. Uh, my uh, retirement career, I might be a guard at a secu- at a museum and cuss people out. I-, I fit the bill for that. I could do that all day and all night. <laughs> you can do that right now. That's what's up. And um, Or just yeah. give them like really dirty looks. <laughs> exactly. And then the other thing, remember we talked about the Korean dogs, the social distance dogs? They need to get them some of them robot dogs <laughs> at the museum. Back up. Back, back up. up. Back up. There it is. <laughs> Right there, not a word. All right, <laughs> T. Petty, England, love and marriage. Mm-hmm. A man proposes to his um, fiance. So the day comes, he has the ring and everything. She loves candles. He gets a hundred candles, lights them in his apartment, mm-hmm. leaves, goes to get her so he can get down on one knee and propose. He went and got her. He came back, <laughs> fire trucks and everything. The whole goddamn apartment burnt the fuck up. It was like the end scene on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, except it had caught on fire. So um, he just like looked at it. He was devastated. He got down on one knee anyway, still had the ring. He proposed, and she said, yes. This woman said, if we can get through this fire, we can get through anything. Chief Petty. Give me your feedback on his stupidity of lighting a hundred candles and just leaving the scene. And two, that she might be a real one because she said, we can get through this fire. We can get through anything. I'll take him first. What the fuck is wrong with you? Did you, first of all, you would light a hundred candles and then think it's a good idea to leave? Ugh, just dumb. And she ain't no real one unless you mean real dumb. Who would agree to marry somebody that that's, fuck, that's fucking stupid? Why would you agree to marry somebody who literally just burned his goddamn apartment down by leaving 100 candles unattended? Not only am I not agreeing to marry you, I don't even want nobody to know that I even fucking knew you because I don't want anybody to associate me with your dumb assery. So she's stupid and he's stupid and together they were raised stupid ass kids. Mm-hmm. Drees, uh, Jim Morrison once said, come on, baby, light my fire. He lit it up and lit the goddamn apartment on fire. But she said yes. So to that, you say what? All right. First of all, a couple points here. A hundred candles. Do you know how long it takes you to light a hundred candles? Yeah, do, you know how much, do you know how much heat a hundred candles throw off? Enough to burn down a goddamn apartment, apparently. You better believe it. It wasn't it wasn't the flames that caught on anything. It just spontaneously combusted. That's it was that hot in there with a hundred candles. And and to my to my second point, he needs to be married. And this is why. Why? Just because T Petty, how you how you savagely went in on him. He needs somebody to do that to him every single day. So I got you don't a problem do with that. stupid stuff like that. I got like a you, problem you, with you, that. You need somebody to be a reflection of your stupidity. So it's like, why are you doing that? You you need somebody in your life to like <laughs> to 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 set a a standard 
for for what you do. Okay. So he he needs to be married. Let's talk about this. Why is it a woman's job to raise these grown ass men? Fuck that. I'm not signing up for that kind of work. I had a kid already and I raised her to adulthood. It is not my job as a woman to be picking up after you, lecturing you, cleaning up after you. If you're so goddamn stupid that you can't figure out it's not a good idea to leave candles unattended. A hundred candles. A hundred candles unattended. You don't need a wife. You need to go back to your mama and see if she can re-raise your dumb ass. Hey, Let hey, her hey, do hey. the work. It is hey, not our t- job to, t- to do the jobs that your mother's failed to do. Hey, T. Petty, I, I leave what? open alcohol containers around the baby, so... You need can't... your ass beat, too. <laughs> I mean, I'll we're tell... clear on this. <laughs> I'll tell y'all a quick story. I used to work in this office building. It was a Halloween party on a Friday. And, um, you know, you, you wasn't supposed to drink, but a couple of people had a couple pops, and they had lit some candles to set the mood for the Halloween party at the office building. Okay, so they went home Friday... Saturday morning, I get up, fire at the blah, blah, blah office building, and it was started by a candle that was left on the fifth floor. I was like, oh, shit, I know who that was. Monday morning, the memo came out, no candles, no candles, no excuses, no candles. Set this bitch on fire, and it's going to be your ass. That's essentially what the memo said. But yeah, it's like, I was at the party Friday, the candle burned all overnight, and then the fire department got caught early in the morning because the office had caught on fire. It was contained in one office, great sprinkler system. So we good with that. All right, y'all. Let me just say one thing. Ladies, you don't have to raise these grown-ass men. Do better. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, but then you have a bunch of babies (laughs) next to, like, open alcohol containers. (laughs) (laughs) Got to save the next generation. The movie was 16 candles. He went six times plus on that, but... uh, (laughs) We'll see what's going on with that. All right, last story, y'all. This is incredible. Now, T. Petty, we know that you say that sports should be played, and football is going to be one of the hardest sports for them to come back. They are in training camp. A lot of players have opted out. But this fool, a cornerback for the Seattle Seahawks, Kima Severin, was dismissed from the team. Mm. He was trying to get him some ass, and they got everything on video. He tried to sneak a girl into his dorm room or the training camp, you know, hotel room or whatever, wherever they are in training camp, disguised her as a football player, jersey, <laughs> helmet, the whole nine yards, and tried to sneak him into the room. He thought he had got her up there. It was all on video. They came knocking at the door. They was like, bro, what is you doing? He's a rookie. He's an idiot. Uh, it didn't go well. The next day they dismissed him. Um, just, uh, as we get into this final story, T. Petty, we know you're saying that sports shouldn't be played, but your thoughts on this idiot trying to sneak a girl into the hotel slash training camp. So again, sports should not be played. And I say this as a sports fan. I mean, I'm happy to watch the bubble and the wobble, but sports shouldn't be played. People shouldn't have to choose between entertaining all of us and their lives and their health. Okay. Off that sand, off that soapbox. But this dumbass fool trying to sneak somebody in and get some ass, I was said it before and I will say it again. Power of the booty. Ass is undefeated. Undefeated. Y'all will go through hell, high water twice for the possibility of getting some ass. And that's what he did. And her dumbass, why would you even agree to that? Girl, you can get peen anywhere. 
trust me, it's plentiful. Mm. Every corner, you can find some dick. Mm, mm, trust me. Mm, so mm. you didn't have to go through all that, all those, whatever you went through to try to get this Seattle Seahawks player dick. Like, it really was not that important. Mm. And was he a rookie? He was a rookie, yes. He wasn't even making no real money for real, girl. You was risking it all for, for some rookie dick in the NFL. If you're going to risk it all, risk it for some MLB dick. <laughs> they made way more money. Uh, Dree, should they rename Less it? chance of brain damage. This is all I'm saying. Be practical, ladies. I, I hear you. I hear you. Adrice, should they rename the team the Seattle Sneakhawks? Because uh, this dude tried to sneak a girl into the hotel slash training camp. Everything was on video, and they dismissed him. All right. So, okay, a couple of things with this, too. It's like, were they in, a, like, a bubble, like the NBA, right? I don't think they I don't think they were, like, in a bubble, right? So it's like you could kind of come and go. They probably, It's training camp, so you can't, like, leave and, and, and come back. But you can be like, I'm going out for a run. And, you know, just meet, meet old girl, like, around the corner in the car, wherever you got to go, and then, like, come back. You know, yeah, where but, was he sneaking her into? The whole, the team hotel? Or yeah, so I think when they're in training camp, they sometimes have them at colleges oh, or they might have them at the camp. team facility, and then they might have it, you know, they might now with the bubble situation have it, like, uh, at a hotel very close, and that's uh, where, you know, the headquarters are and everything. But they're obeying social distancing and testing in and out, in and out every day in the facility for – um, you know, COVID nineteen. Man, if you if you in a facility in like that or on a campus like that, that's plenty of spots and places that you you can find to do whatever your do is. So so that that right there is crazy. The other thing is, I just want to know how she got caught because they saw it on the camera. So I wonder, did he use one of his jerseys? And they looked at us like, why is two number twenty threes? <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or did he use did he use some other player jersey? And then, and then when they saw it, it's like, oh, those two players, that's that player ain't even here no more. Or probably because she was walking around in the hotel with a jersey and a helmet on, like a dumbass. Like, yeah, like, like people like, who, who does that? What football player wears a helmet Nobody. outside and of practice? And so it was like, she was built like uh, Wanda on In Living Color. Thank you. Like, I don't care your helmet and your uniform. It's not going to change the fact that you're not built like a linebacker. Suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like, it was probably like the helmet was probably too heavy for her head. <laughs> she was like leaning forward, <laughs> running into the wall or something. So that, that was just an ill-conceived plan. <laughs> Power of the booty. Unbelievable. I would See, do anything for it. Seahawks usually do a pretty good job and they draft and, you know, vetting their players. Uh, this is a different uh, age with the Ronald, so they totally struck out on this one. All right, listen, y'all, I'm trying to get y'all out of here in time for the DNC, so let me go through my quick messages and then I'll get y'all quick thoughts on what you've seen so far in the DNC. Uh, mask up. Uh, get registered to vote today. Y'all already know the fix is in as far as the postal system is concerned. Vote early. If you know who you're going to vote for, get it done. Vote early and vote now. Don't wait. November 3rd is not the real election day. October 1st might be the real election day. We don't know what's going to happen as far as the slowdown is concerned. So get out the vote. Rock the vote. Vote or die. For real, for real. Uh, T. Petty, ladies first. Your thoughts on what you've seen so far as we go into night three of the Democratic National Convention. Um, I think that them, the logistics for pulling this off, the execution has been excellent. They've done a really good job interspersing in like pre-recorded segments with live segments. Like the transitions have been really well. Eva Longoria was a good choice. 
they've done an excellent job of showcasing the diversity. Um, so we will be able to compare that against what will be the overwhelming pasty whiteness of the RNC. So kudos to the DNC for a job well done uh, pulling off this virtual convention. Excellent, excellent. I appreciate that analysis. Dries, your final thoughts on what you've seen so far with the DNC heading into night three? Man, you know, I'm saying this and everybody is saying it in the nation like, you know, um, I'm so ready for Obama to be back and her husband too. Like Michelle Obama <laughs> killed it. I'm talking about she dropping like savage lines. And it was like just her moral authority to kind of speak to the nation and just like, you know, it, it was what we needed for the moment. So so that was just um amazing. And T Petty, you're right. I'm I'm interested to see the juxtaposition between the DNC and the RNC. And I just wonder what they're they're gonna do. And uh, in my mind, I was, I w- I'm saying that, you know how the DNC, they had a bunch of like Republicans speaking, Colin Powell, mm-hmm. um, John Kasich uh, speaking like, you know, on, on for, for Joe Biden. I know Trump is saying like, we got to get some Democrats to say they switching over. So I'm like, it's like I, I, how do you even get that? I don't, I don't even know. So it's just going to be so interesting to see what the RNC looks like. And I switch between networks. So I go between different networks just to see what people are, are thinking. And when I switched to the other network, man, that was on some other stuff, man. It was it was bananas. So it's, it's going to be interesting. Absolutely. I continue to look, learn, and listen. And we're going to be doing our uh, our part We're gonna uh, to get the vote out. We're going to learn a little bit more about uh, the registration process and how it applies to all 50 states and where it might be in your state and on your block. And we're going to do a, a special podcast about uh, rocking the vote uh, for 2020. Uh, uh, the most important election probably in the history of this country. So we'll continue to reach out and we'll have that on a future uh, podcast. So uh, I'm gonna get you out, get y'all out of here so we can watch the DNC. You've been listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks so much for riding with us. Follow us on our social media channels on Instagram and Twitter at the Digital Gumbo. And look, we got a website coming, thedigitalgumbo.com. So look into that and you'll be hearing more about that on the podcast. We got to go. Stay safe. Stay well. We love y'all. Until the next time, we out. Peace. Bye, y'all.